believe the Lord has been speaking to us through this ministration. And I pray that throughout this teaching service, the Lord will continue to minister to each one of us. So, Father, we know that even as we walk with you, if only we can press on to put all our trust in you, we know that victory awaits us. Help each one of us to fight a good fight. And that resting place will be ours. So, Father, help us even tonight. As we go through tonight's teaching service, saying we should be walking blamelessly before the Almighty God. It's all because at the end, our God has a crown for us. As we continue to put our trust in Him, if only we too will be faithful and desire to walk blamelessly, to be intentional about it, to be deliberate, knowing that it is before God, our work with Him will not be in vain. And we will see His glory. Not only in our lives, but even in our land and all around us. So, dear Lord, tonight, speak to us. Grant me the utterance. Let me speak nothing but your word, which is for all of us. May your name be praised in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So our topic for this evening is walking blamelessly before God. Walking blamelessly before God. So back to our word from the beginning of the year, Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1 says, And when Abraham was ninety-nine years, ninety years and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And that is why where some versions will say blamelessly before the Almighty God. So as we can see, there is a demand from no one else but the Almighty God before us. It is God who is making a demand on our lives. And he said, before him, we must be blameless. And this demand 
is coming from no one else but from the Almighty God. And if God makes such a demand on our lives, I believe you have to drop everything else and to ensure that this demand is met. There is nothing concerning this demand from God that you and I can negotiate or put it aside or do otherwise. Because he says, this is what you ought to do. And we simply have to do it because he is God. And he alone knows the reason why he is saying, walk before me blamelessly. And as even continue with the other verses, it's also a requirement that if the blessings, and I believe everybody wants to be blessed, but God is saying it is a requirement that the blessings that you are expecting from me, if only, will be blameless. That blessing will be forthcoming. And this particular chapter, if you look at the preceding chapter, chapter 16, God had earlier on in Genesis 12 and 15 told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And to him the present point was that where is that child through whom this promise will be a reality. And I believe that most of us go through that kind of pressure. Even when God has spoken. When God has spoken, we are still looking at the circumstances. And how will this be possible? Because looking at the wife that I have and me myself. And the way I'm advancing in age. Where is this child going to come from? Because without anything coming from our loins, where is that nation going to come from? So a conversation took place between Abraham and his wife. And I believe many a time when God has spoken, we are having conversations with people and other systems that shouldn't happen. Certain conversations outside what God has said should not be entertained. But Abraham and the wife had a conversation and the result was that something else had to come into the equation which God has not planned. And I'm saying that many of us, because we cannot wait for God to do what he wants to do, we are conversing. We are chatting. We are sharing whatever we are going through with many people. And they are only sharing with us their opinions, not what God has said. So what God has said is tempered with. And in the process, we lose out. I don't know how long 
many of us may be waiting for something which God has said. That is why God is saying that, yes, you need this or that. But what he requires from us is how we will walk before him. To God, how you and I will walk before him is what matters. He knows there is a need. But he says, from you, walk before me in a certain way. Just be perfect. Just be blameless. If we can do that, once God has spoken, it shall come to pass. But that is where many of us, we cannot wait. We don't seem to have patience. So we always want to go ahead of what God should do for us. But ours is to be walking blamelessly. And he will do his side of the covenant. Amen. So it is before God that we are supposed to be walking. Again, many of us are walking before so many things. Some are walking before traditions. Some are walking before the world. Some are walking before many things. But the call to us is to walk before him. The call to us is to walk before him and no other person. When you decide to walk before other things, temptation is that you are likely to please those people and then you disobey God. So let's also bear that in mind. So it is before God. And brethren, this walk before God is such a serious one that we need to be very careful as we walk. The reason is that my mistakes, your mistakes, is not just an indication for me alone. Because Adam, Adam was not able to walk before God blamelessly. And scripture says, through him, the whole human race, what today we are talking about sin, is because of one man who could not stand blamelessly before God. So even as you and I are walking, it is not just me alone. It is not you alone. Every step that we are taking, we should know that it has implications for people after us. And like I said, in the case of Adam, the whole human race. But thank God for Abraham who decided to walk in obedience and through whom all families have been blessed. So through us, let's be like Abraham and let my family be blessed and your family be blessed. Hallelujah. Because it is before God. And if it is before God, then the issue is 
we are to walk before him and we are to be blameless. What then should bother you and I is that what testimony do I have before God? What testimony do you have before God? Because it is not about men. It is, and again, let's increasingly focus all that we are doing right from January to date. It's all about God and before God. So what you and I should be concerned is my work with God. What testimony do I have before God? It's because Romans 8, 33 says, let's quickly look at Romans 8, 33. Who shall bring a charge? Let's say the King James. Who shall bring a charge? Or who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God himself. And no, nobody else. So we need to be a people who should not be worried about what people are saying, but what God is saying. What God is saying is what matters. You know, what people are, I mean, when I see people who rather follow up people, and the, the typical Ghanaian, they will tell you what you want to hear. And then you think all is fine. And because of that, even when you are naked, they will say you are nicely clothed. But God will tell you the truth. So let's know that it is before God who will justify the people who are elected. So what you and I should be concerned about, what is my testimony before God? Do I have a testimony before God? What is your testimony before God? So in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. God had a certain testimony concerning Enoch. He said, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. And listen to this part. For before his translation, he had this testimony that what? He pleased God. When you take Daniel, scripture also says that said Daniel is somebody who was greatly beloved of God. Of course, we know the testimony concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. So what God is saying concerning us is what you and I should be concerned about. Has God said anything concerning your life? Have we even tried to find out what God is saying concerning you? Or we are just walking, going and coming. That should not be the case. The charge is before God. And even as we are looking for the testimony before God, what we should also note is that Satan is flagging his charge sheets around. And he did it to Job. When the sons of God met, Job was there. So Job chapter 1 verse 6. 
Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before God. And Satan came also among them. Satan is roaming around. And he is flagging his charge sheet. I don't know how many of you have been to police station. There is a charge sheet. And all what Satan is waiting is what he wants to recall something on your charge sheet. But what you and I should purpose is that before God, I want to have a testimony. And that testimony should be clean. And before Satan, let no one give Satan the opportunity to write anything on the charge sheet that he is holding. Because Satan has a charge sheet. Again, when you go to Revelations, we are told that day and night, he is looking for an accusation. But you and I should purpose in our hearts that Satan will never, never have anything against you. Because that is what I, in fact, when you look at Zechariah chapter 3, even the high priest, he doesn't fear anybody. He will say the high priest, even there's something wrong with him. But as we desire to walk blamelessly before God, our first goal is that we should have a testimony before the Almighty God. And we should not give Satan the chance at all to write anything on his charge sheet. He may be going around day and night, but my goal, my purpose is that Satan, you will not get me. And I believe that should be your goal. Because he desires, your name may be there, but he should be handling that blank sheet of yours forever and ever. When the sons of God meet, he will go without any charge against because you are walking blamelessly before the Almighty God. But if you live carelessly, then you will have something against you. But as you take those steps, diligent steps, you are deliberate, you are careful, you are mindful, you tell Satan, you will never get me. In fact, since I started driving or owning a car, I said, look, no policeman will catch me since 1986. My DVLA, my insurance. So sometimes I said, when would they catch me? Because, in the same way, my imagine says, Satan, me, my Because, or and to write something, and when the sons of God meet, he wants something to present. So I have resolved that Satan, me, my So I'm walking what? Blamelessly before the Almighty God. And that can also be your portion. Hallelujah. He certainly is looking for something against us. But he should not get us. Now, if that is our portion, what are some of the steps we can take to make sure that we walk blamelessly before the Almighty God? And here, as we do this, I pray that our standards before God should be very high. Whatever standards we want to state, whatever standards we want to work with, let's remember that we are walking before God. And if we are walking before God, the standards we set for ourselves to be blameless should be very high standards. 
So I like the posture or the attitude of Paul in Romans chapter 1 verse 9. Romans chapter 1 verse 9. It says, For God is my witness. Sometimes people say that those who are lying, when you ask them, where is your witness? Oh, my witness was too coin. Which means he's truly telling lies. But if you truly know that God is your witness, it makes you more careful in life. Because then I know that everything that I'm doing, whether I'm alone, whether it's in the dark, whether you are walking on the footpath, whether you are sitting alone, the standard of Paul is that God is my witness. So because God is my witness, everything that I'm doing, I have set the standard so high that it is God who is witnessing. It is not before man. It is before God. And if the standard is so high, then you see that it makes you more careful. Because it is God who is watching. And that is why, if you are careful about this scripture, when you even look at Malachi chapter 3, I think verse 14. Malachi chapter 3 verse 14, especially for married people. He said, you have said that it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Verse 15. And now I think there's a verse which says that, okay, let's look at the verse 16. Okay, there's a verse which says that God is the witness between our marriage. I think it's still in the Malachi chapter 3, where it says God is the witness in this marriage. And if God is the witness in the marriage, then what you know is that husbands and wives, it is not your wife that you are looking at, but in that marriage, what you should know is that God is watching us. Because God is watching us, that scripture says, you don't treat your wife treacherously. That wife of your youth should not be treated treacherously. The reason, ah, that is, thank you. So it's 214. It says, yet ye say wherefore, because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth. If the Lord God Almighty is the witness in your marriage, it is not about what your wife or husband has done, but you know that God is watching in that marriage. God is looking at what we are doing in that marriage. And for that reason, he says, don't treat, don't deal with your wife treacherously. The reason is that God is our witness. So I'm saying for the very first point, we need to set our standards very high. That it is God himself 
who is the witness in our lives, the witness in whatever we are doing on the job, the witness in our marriage, the witness in our family life, the witness even in the church. Everything that I'm doing, in my mind, God is watching. And because God is watching, I believe we all know that if the camera is on you, you certainly will be careful. And that will make you at work blamelessly before the Almighty God. Because God is watching. It is not a man who is watching, but it is God who is watching us. And once God is watching, we all will be very careful. So that is the very first point which I believe I learned, I've learned from Paul, which I think can guide all of us. God is watching all of us. Hallelujah. So that witness that is coming from the Almighty God is something that we need to watch. The second one is in Hebrews 12 verse 1. The reason is that he says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There are cloud of witnesses. They are watching us. So again, we are being watched. And not only in those cloud of witnesses, but know in your mind that God is watching us. People are watching us. And that is another thing that we need to know that once we are being watched, God's eyes are not of us. The cloud of witnesses are also watching us. And that should make us very careful. Again, I was surprised when, you know, when my cousin London passed away last October. Then I said, look, you boy know that me, I'm a pensioner, so <laughs> not much can come forward. They said, oh, but one of my cousins said, from our youth, we have been watching you from afar. So even if you are not able to bring money, even what we have learned from you is more than money. And I had never thought about that, that from our youth, they were watching me. <laughs> that has been humbling since then. As they choose, as we are going and we are coming, have they been watching? And it's not as if it's a photographer who will say, "Jina hone mincho photo." Whether it's in your T-shirt. <laughs> Whether it's a language that you uttered, or that, they said they have been watching you from afar, not even close to. So even from afar, I don't know from afar what they were seeing, but they were seeing. 
And that is where, if we are not careful, we even let other people fall in this faith. Because as they see you there as their senior brother, or the senior amongst them, what are you imparting? And I must say, since that day when he said that, it has been a humbling experience. So before all of us, as we walk, what we should know is that God is watching us. The people around us, they are watching us. If that walk is not pleasant, if it's not something which is interesting, that will build somebody up in faith, it means we even end up harming those people in their faith. So let's all desire that we'll be blameless. We'll be blameless in every step of the way. Hallelujah. Third point that again will help all of us is that we are not alone. God has been so kind to us. He has given us his Holy Spirit. And that is the Spirit of God. And I'm saying, if you and I have the Spirit of God in us, why would I behave anyhow? Because every step of the way, God is speaking. Every step of the way, God is speaking. He is in us. You can do this. You cannot do that. He's telling us. But the issue is that, do we listen? Because clearly, if we are listening constantly to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we cannot get it wrong. We cannot get it wrong. But what we have decided is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. He is telling us what to do, what not to do. But the struggle we are having is that we have decided that we will do what we want to do. And But even before we continue, let me say that all this walking blamelessly before God, the fundamental issue is that if that old nature has not been transformed, if that flesh has not been dealt with, it doesn't appreciate anything of God. In fact, in Romans chapter 11, verse 17, he says that old nature is an, a wild olive. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, before we go through the transformation, before we are truly converted, before we are cleansed, before we are sanctified, before we are consecrated, he said we are like an old olive tree. And it's wild. It resists God. 
It will not listen to God. Nothing of God appeals to it. So brethren, even as we desire to work blamelessly before God, but thank God, God grafted us in because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you really desire to work blamelessly, the process of salvation that God, through Christ, we have been justified. Our cleansing, our sanctification, our consecration should be taken seriously. Is it because without that, when the word of God comes, you are still in your natural state. When the word of God comes, you are still in your flesh. And when you are in your flesh, you cannot appreciate anything that is spiritual. You cannot appreciate God. So, brethren, even as we desire to walk blamelessly, if we say truly we are born again, have we truly been turned around 360 degrees? Have we truly repented? Have we been truly sanctified? And have we seen Christ? Help me, because without that, you cannot be blameless. Is it because we are like an old wild olive tree? And I'm sure the wild olive trees, they are the wild parties. <laughs> because they enjoy things that are wild. But when Christ comes in, you'll be sober. When Christ comes in, this flesh, this natural state, that spirit life will take over. And when the spirit life takes over, it will be easy for that person to walk blamelessly before the Almighty God. Hallelujah. So, brethren, even as we desire that, look, we want to be blameless before God. That walk with God, we need to truly submit our lives to our Lord Jesus Christ. And let His Spirit's life control us. Because without that, in our natural state, in our natural state, nothing good comes out of us. In fact, in Job chapter 14, verse 4, Job chapter 14, verse 4, it says, Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean, not one? So unless it is cleansed, unless it is cleansed, that's why we need to take our salvation seriously. Because it says, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean, not one? And that is why our work, our salvation, there has to be a total surrender to our Lord Jesus Christ. And say, Look, Lord, we surrender. If that is done, then we can begin to walk that blameless life before Christ. Because we have been renewed. We have truly been circumcised in the heart. And when that happens, it is possible to fear God. Like we had on Sunday, when that happens, it is possible to fear God. It is possible to love God. It is possible to keep His commandments. But when that doesn't happen, there is no way you can make it. 
So we need to make sure that we are also working on our salvation and truly that natural life has been put aside and the life of Christ is working seriously in us. The other point that I would like to look at as we desire to walk blamelessly is that we should know that God has said that He will be working in us for His own will and for His own pleasure. God has made that decision. And truly, as as it is in Philippians chapter 2.13, so truly, if we allow God to work His works through us, then you and I can be blameless. But when we allow the self to compete with God, then we cannot be blameless. So if God has said, but it says, it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If we can allow God to do his work in us, I sincerely believe that we can be blameless before him. But if we don't allow him, when God is doing his work, and then we say, look, God, we will do it. No matter what good we want to do, it cannot be compared to the work of God. So if truly we believe that it is God who is working in us, and we don't just quote it, allow God to do his work, and as God is working through us, then whatever I do, I can be sure that it will be blameless because he already is doing his work. And if it is he who is working in me, everything will be blameless. But do we do so? We allow the self. We allow we ourselves. Something simple like God says, vengeance is mine. What God has said, it is his. We tell God, you know, but That is what it means. All what God requires of us, he says, just wait and see. And you see the salvation of the Lord. But we decide that especially in our relations, when we are offended, whether it's husband and wife or amongst ourselves, when God has said that when we are offended, vengeance is mine. And what is required of us is just to wait and look at the salvation of the Lord. We decide to take it upon ourselves. We don't allow God to work. But when we allow God to work, that situation, when God is at work, that outcome is monumental. And that brings you a memorial that you can work that God indeed has done something great in us. But when you decide to work it out yourself, the outcome is not the same. The outcome certainly is not the same. So let's allow God to work His work in us. When God works His work in us, you can be sure that you and I will be blameless before Him. Hallelujah. And as we continue to desire to work before Him, let's also know that 
Again, husbands, fathers, we sometimes, you know, we do a lot of things, bringing all lot of issues upon our families. And at the end, God will blame us. Because for some of us as husbands and fathers and whatever we are, the fact that we are husbands gets so much into our heads. I'm the father. I'm the head. I control it. And as we do that, the things that we do, we end up offending God. Because it is not just in the purpose and the plans of God. But one thing we should know is that God does unusual things in our lives. And if we allow God to do his unusual things, we will never be blamed. But our minds are fixed. We have purpose on what to do. But I've come to realize that God is always doing unusual things in our lives. Allow God to work. Look at John the Baptist. How come the child of a high priest should be found in the work that God planned for him? Even when it came to child naming, when they mentioned the name John, people are expecting the normal thing, the usual things. So they said, this name is not familiar. That is God for you. He will do the unusual things. If only we desire to be blameless before him. The naming everything, what a child has to do. God will direct it for us and our lives will be such that we shall be blameless. But if we decide to do things on our own, I believe that John the Baptist, the father, said that, look, I'm a high priest. You must follow after me. But God had decided to send him to the wilderness and for him to come out of the wilderness to do the special work that God had planned for him. To be blameless before God, allow God to do his work. And following up on this, I would want to recommend and plead that we need to wait on God. I don't think it's something that most of us do. We need to make time and wait on God and to hear from Him. And if God has not spoken about anything, where are we running to? If only we can make time and hear from God, we'll be blameless. Because then we'll get it right. But we are so much finding ourselves and God and crowded in things that we are not even able to make time to step aside and for God to speak to us. Because if God is speaking to us, every step that I will take, I know it will be blameless. It will be in line. It will be in the will of God. And that step that I'm taking, I will get it right. But if I don't make time, and I'm not hearing from God. I'm not seeing anything from Him. But as I get up, I do as I please. Chances are that 
I'll get it wrong. And as I get it wrong, God is going to blame me. So if truly my desire is to be blameless, which is a good thing that we all ought to do, then we need to increasingly spend time before the Almighty God. We need to set some time apart. Whatever day, whatever hours we can make, say, Dear Lord, I want to be with you. I want to sit under your feet. Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me concerning this. Let's come to the point where we know that unless God has spoken, we will not make a move. The next point we should also notice that as God moves in our lives, He wants to establish His glory. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 8 to 12. Numbers chapter 28 to 12. Again, God has spoken a simple message to Moses. God wants his glory to be seen. He doesn't want any human involvement. All the people need is water. God says what? Speak. And let the water come out. When the water comes, then people see that we serve this God. Who even when he speaks, things happen. But Moses did otherwise. God didn't need engineers from water and sewage. All he needed when he speaks, water should flow. And then that goes for all of us. God wants his glory to be seen. He doesn't want our involvement. So if we want to be blameless before him, bear in mind that his glory must be seen. If we can bear that in mind, we'll be blameless before him. But our elder Moses, as you read those verses from 8 to 12, couldn't allow this speak to happen. And we all know the end story. So let's bear in mind that whatever it is that we are doing, it is not that anything cannot be done. If it's water that you want, you can dig your bowl, water will come. But God says, speak. Because he wants something. He wants his glory to be seen. And we need to bear that in mind. God wants his glory to be seen. He wants his name to be lifted up. He wants his name to be mentioned. He wants his name to be mentioned among the congregation of saints. That is what he requires of us. He is not looking for those human interventions. So if only you and I will just be obedient and say that, Lord, I want to be blameless before you. Then whatever God says, we just walk in obedience. And as we walk in obedience, we'll be blameless before him. Like I said from the beginning, it's all about God. We are walking before the almighty God. 
what he requires us is to be blameless. It is not for us to tell him what to do. It is not for us to do our own thing. He has given us sufficient empowerment. He has given us sufficient clarity. All we need to do is, as God speaks, let's do what he wants us to do and to walk blamelessly before him. If we can do that, all the other things that we require, I believe that the Lord God will meet us in his own terms. Can we be perfect before him? And let's also know that this walking blamelessly is not only for our life here on earth. It is even our preparation towards eternity. Those who are able to walk blamelessly before him, they are able to keep their garments as pure as white. Those who are able to walk blamelessly before him, they are able to make sure their garments are washed in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are able to wash, walk blamelessly before him, their books, their names remain intact in the book of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are not talking about just even the blessings that we are looking for whilst we are on this earth. But we are looking into eternity. We are looking at our preparation to be with the Lord God Almighty. And all that is required of us is that Lord help me to be blameless. And it's something we need to work on it. We need to purpose in our minds, in our lives, that every step that I take, Lord, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to do anything that will let me offend you to incur your wrath. I am determined, I'm setting my face like a flint because I know that you demand of me to be blameless. And then I believe it is possible. So long as we desire to do it, the Lord will empower us. He will give us that strength. And as He gives us, no matter the troubles that we'll go through, once He knows that we have purpose, it will come to pass that we too shall be numbered among those who walked with God and God had a testimony about them. And God could say that, have you seen my servant? Have you seen my child? He walked before me blamelessly. And as we do so, I can see God being happy with us. And saying, look at my child. In the midst of all the things that are going on in the world, I have a child down on this earth who honors me of his life. And so he is careful about his life. And everything that he's doing, he has desired to be blameless. And I believe it is possible. And as we do so, you and I will make Satan redundant. He will be roaming the earth and his charge sheets. He won't have anything to write against you. He will end up knowing that God, God's children, have really, the word has taken roots in their lives. And they've meant to walk with God. And that brings glory 
to the Almighty God. Are we ready to walk with God? Our walk with God should not be anyhow. Our walk with God should not be anyhow. We may have all sorts of pressing needs. For Abraham, the critical thing was that, where is the child on whom I'm going to have this nation? But what God requires is our work before him. I don't know what is before you, what the pressing need is, but what God is telling us this year is that all that he requires of us is simply our walk with him. Just be blameless. He wants to have a testimony. He wants to say, I have a child there. And he wants to tell the whole world that in the midst of this crooked generation, there are still some saints who are blameless. And you and I should be numbered among them. It is possible. Would you accept this challenge tonight? Can we all accept this challenge tonight? The Lord our lives, as we sang last Sunday, that He hasn't failed us. Why should we fail Him? He is always faithful. He, God, is always faithful. Why should we fail him? So, Father, tonight, we know it is a long walk. I don't know how many more years it will tarry before Christ comes or before he calls us. But no matter the number of years, what is important is just for each one of us to be blameless. That is all that God is looking at. Because he says, I am the Almighty. What I require of you is to be blameless. Brethren, I believe it is possible. It is possible. When you look at what Christ has done for us, it is enough to constrain us the Lord for your love for us why should we do otherwise so father help us the old saints who have gone ahead of us were able to do it help each one of us as we keep our minds on you as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us as we watch our steps carefully, I believe it is possible. None of us, dear Lord, I pray tonight, should give any excuses. Some seem to have taken the line of least resistance. And so once we are in this world, it's bound to happen. Those men of old who left, they were in this earth, but they walked blamelessly before the Almighty God. No matter the pressing challenges, it is possible. So Lord, help us. 
help us, strengthen us, and it is possible. Lord, we thank you for tonight. As we walk blamelessly before you, we can see your glory filling the whole earth. And how I pray that that should be our goal. That wherever we find ourselves, we'll make the glory of the Lord to fill all around us. The glory of the Lord Almighty will fill the whole earth because we are carefully walking blamelessly before Him. Father, we thank You and bless You in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.